We have so many stories in our lives, but our stories are not always heard. On the Hear My True Story podcast, we tell our own true stories. Before the white car backed, our head teacher had scattered. Looking at him, I could only see his tie that was flying backwards, waving at us, and he disappeared in thin air. I want to share my life story. I want to share my voice with the people because I know that uh, just a small joke I can tell through this, this podcast, it will make someone smile. When you ask me what I fear most in life, I would definitely respond to you and say it's fear itself. We are fighting for togetherness. We are fighting for equal rights. We are fighting to end injustice. You don't have to be a storyteller or writer because, guess what? Life writes the best stories. Hear my true stories. This is your favorite time of the week with your number one one podcast. Hear my true stories. Our dear listeners, thank you so much for joining us again on our podcast. It is me, your host, Otako. We continue again with our conversation with Kagai Ngovi. And this time, we shall go deep into the conversation. How is he working with communities and schools in Uganda using his creative ideas, using his skills as an artist, as a poet, as a writer, and also as a publisher? We hope you enjoyed this wonderful episode. Welcome to a brand new episode. Hear my true story. Yes, our dear guest, uh, Kagai, thank you so much for joining us on the Hear My True Story podcast. Yes, please. Um, I'm really, really excited to have you today. And I don't know what I can say, but could you please maybe introduce yourself to our dear listeners and they get to know you. Who are you? Otako, thank you so much for having me. I am equally excited to be featuring on the podcast this week. My name is Kaga Ngovi, and I am a poet. That is what I do for a living. So my brother, you have a, yes. a publishing company, yeah? Yes. Uh, that is called Kitara Nation, if I'm yes. right. Yeah. Mm. I want yeah. you maybe to just introduce our, I mean, maybe you can introduce the, the company to the listeners so that they get to know more about your company. And then we go to the next detailed conversation about why you work with schools, why you involve young people, and why you chose to definitely focus on young people with writing, poetry, and publishing. Yeah. All right. So Kitara Nation is a poetry company uh, whose business is to popularize poetry among young people. Uh, simply put, we run uh, a number of poetry projects and programs uh, in schools for young people. We publish books, and uh, uh, from 2020, we expanded our genre to go beyond poetry. Uh, so we've published novels. Uh, we've published plays, we've published short stories as well. Um, 
uh, and we also we also stage uh, poetry shows uh, in various spaces uh, in theaters uh, in in conf at conferences uh, really in, in various various spaces yes so why Kitara uh, Nation we majorly work with young people the idea is to popularize you know literature creative writing and expression among young people today um for the reason again everything is a personal story uh, Kitara Nation is a company that was started by five people you know and uh, two of them are my students uh, from Nebisusa, the others were my colleagues in the, in the poetry fraternity. But the reason why, for me, we, I really wanted to, to be part of this and start it is because I keep telling my friends that I wanted, to I wanted to be the teacher I never had. Because for me, when I went to school, I never had a mentor. I did not have a creative writing, men a, a creative writing mentor, I did not have a poetry mentor, a performance mentor. And so for me, as and I and one of the things that happened to me when I went to the National Theatre the first day and and start writing poetry was to ask myself, how come my teachers never saw this talent in me? Everyone tells me I am talented. Why were why were why were our teachers blind to our creative writing and creative performance talents? Why was everyone telling us to be lawyers, doctors, engineers? It is why was nobody telling us to be writers? Why is it that West Africa and South Africa, North Africa, keep producing writers who win, you know, Nobel prizes even, you know? And in East Africa, all here in Uganda, we don't have those. Why is it that Chimamanda was born in Nigeria? You know, why? Who is, you know, who is the equivalent of, of, of? Okay, now we have Jennifer Nasubugamakundi, but now the questions that we kept ask, asking ourselves: uh, Why is it that our literature? Why is it that Uganda is still a literary desert, as Tabano Leon called it? And so, we wanted to be the solution to the problem. We wanted to turn the literary desert into, into a literary garden, you know. And so, as Kitara Nation, we, we realized that it was important for us to start programs that motivate, encourage, support young writers to fulfill their potential. So, and then, and I have, I must admit that we kept learning as we went along the way, because we also realized that we had to, we had to create programs that were sustainable, and also that empower them economically. So the publishing became an important aspect of the project. So we we train young people in writing. So we have this, we have this philosophy. We call it from the page to the stage to the print. You know, so we teach you how to write, we teach you how to perform, and then we teach you how to publish. And then we also have a publishing arm. And if if, if you want us to publish you, that's where your works uh, that's where your works come out. Uh, up to date, we have published uh, thirty seven books, and of the thirty seven that we have published, um, including anthologies and collections, we have published across one hundred and fifty poets. And of the 150 poets we've published, uh, 123 have been graduates, all members of the Kitara Nation poetry programs that we've been running in schools. Some of these poets uh, decided to become writers, um, even at least who, who juggle between different jobs, but writing is one of the other jobs that they do. 
you know, people like Rushongoza Bebunu, you know, we published his book entitled Light, and he's now a practicing lawyer. You know, uh, there, there, there are people like Itapeshe Simbeki, who is now a PhD student at the Makere Institute of Social Research and also the head of the department at uh, King's College Google. We also published her work as a teacher of literature. There is Mr. Otwao Richard from, from Martin, he's also the head of the department at Martin Mary's College in Amagunga. So, we, and he's also, and also the patron of the Writers Club. We've also published his students uh, in an anthology called Ungodly Hour, and also one of his students in a full collection called Don't Love Me in English. So, for us, it was all about creating a market and an economy of consumers of literature, of producers and consumers of Ugandan literature. And for me, the whole idea behind this is to raise the self-esteem of the young writer. Be able to give them the courage and the confidence that they can make it too, you know, and compete with, you know, the best and the best that the world has to offer. So basically, that is what Kitara Nation does. Wow, thank you so much for that detailed uh, information about Kitara Nation and how you work with schools. Then that brings another question from me, yeah? Do you have uh, like a theme for your poetry with schools or do you just say we don't, we allow social po- poetry or we don't allow social poetry, we allow this kind of poetry, are there limitations of what to, to do with schools and young people? That's a good question because personally, I am, um, like I told you, for me, I write political and social community poetry. And most people think that that is what I teach, all that's what I encourage. No. I think for me, ultimately, it is about allowing people to tell their own stories. So the whole idea is we create, we create a program, we create various programs for various schools that allow people to tell their stories. Everybody finds something that they are passionate about. In fact, I used to recite my poems in schools. Nowadays, I do not. I don't even use my books to teach anymore because I want to eliminate that bias that most people have when they hear young people recite political poems and they say they are being influenced by Kagan. And I say, no, but those are their own stories. They have their own minds. They don't need Kagai to tell them what they see or to express how they feel. So no, there are no there are no specific uh, there are no specific there are no specificities. We we allow all the students to tell their stories, and we are amazed at the kind of stories that they tell. Yes, and I can I can really see because one time I had a chance to work with you with the Rhymers Club in Nabisunsa. Yes. And yes. yeah, interesting. Also, I have a book from them, and I see yes. there's also politics there. And young yes. people, as 15, 12, 13, 14 years, are writing so much political information. I mean, yes. with such books published in by schools, clubs, don't you get yes. a challenge of finding a school that would like to work with you that is maybe against the political? No, no actually, no, you'll be surprised because. You know, they are engaged in the process of how we work with them. Mm. So all of them are aware that, first and foremost, one of the challenges that people had, for example, for that book that you're talking about, the, the, the Rhymer's book, people thought that I had written the poems for the students. And so I just told them to put their names. 
You know, that was the first challenge we had to deal with. The second challenge was that maybe Kagai is, very, is influencing them to, you know, to choose on the topics that they should write about. And, 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 and indeed it was not, because now the, the department was also part of the process. Those, were the, those poems were written by the students and they were passionate about those things. In any case, they are all those genres. No, they, are, they are political poets, they are love poets, they are culture poets, etc, etc. And this is the, these are the talents that we discovered, these are the talents that we nurtured. These are the students that we did not censor. So we gave them the confidence, we gave them the courage, and even the schools themselves did. Because they recognize that, and some of these children are even, they are, they are, their parents are politicians, you know. So these are, these are stories that they can also pick up. Them. They, they don't need Kagai or anyone else to tell them what to write about. They are writing about their own stories. They, we have not, for example, we, we, for all the years that I've worked in schools, okay, there's only one school where we, we had a challenge, and it was not even our own. The students started their own poetry club and they were reciting their own poems, and the school shut down the, shut down the poetry club. But we were not even engaged as, 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 as Kitara Nation. We were not. We had already left the school, and the students, that's what they wanted to do. But beyond that, we have never faced any rejection from any school. Never. We have not... First, we have not first, uh, we have not encountered an experience where the school administration tells students not to write about this topic or that topic. Never. They are always welcoming. They are always there because they can see that these are the young people expressing what they want to say. Yeah, I get that. But then you mentioned about the school that the club was closed down. I mean, what made that school to close down the club? I think it, uh, the school is St. Mary's Chitende. I can mention it. It is my former school, in fact. You know? But I think the reason why they shut them down is because they do not want to encourage political activism within the school itself. Because I guess they realized that the students were writing... I think the students had started writing about their teachers. <laughs> they started writing poems about school policies. And so the school was afraid that the poets might start a, a strike or a, a revolution in school of, of, the, of this content. So they shut down the, the club. But it is the only school where it has happened. Make sure to leave a review. This makes our day and fuels future episodes. Hear my true story. Yeah, uh, and that brings me another question I would, I would like to ask you. I mean, do you have any successful story as from you as a poet, as an artist? Oh my goodness, yes. Uh, first and foremost, for me, my biggest success story is that anyone who can who asks me to introduce myself, I tell them I am a poet. Because Otako, I, I make my living as a poet and I'm not struggling. You know, my poems earn me enough money for me to pay my bills, to support my family, to invest in my in my other businesses. So that way, I I am happy, you know. And I look at that as a success story, you know. And then yeah. from the other success story is that uh, 
the school programs that we started, right? the projects that we run in schools, some of them, now we don't, we don't have to go to the schools. The schools have, start, have embraced the poetry projects and programs themselves. And now they are part and parcel of the, of the school culture, where the school encourages young, 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 young students to be poets, and they create platforms for them. The third one that I see is that the project had a ripple effect throughout the whole country. So students in the schools that we were training uh, left, that, left that particular school, went to other schools, and they also started poetry clubs. And they ran them, they managed them, they started poetry competitions, whatnot. I see, I see that as a, as a success story as well. Otako, I can also assure you publishing now the most popular books in Uganda today are poetry books because of the publishing, the, the current trend of publishing that we started, that we initiated in schools and among young people. Now some of them have jobs and they have a bit of resources to invest in their own processes of publishing. We have so many, so many publishers that are starting out there. And right now also, in Kampala, as I speak right now, all entertainment nights, majority of them, are now employing poets on a weekly basis. From the biggest to the smallest, you know. Yesterday I was at a, I was at a comedy event and there was a poet, and, and there, there, there was a there was a poetry, you know, they were, they were featuring poets, you know. I was at, I, in fact yesterday I went to a high school poetry competition and I I met schools that we had trained years over, including Navi Sunsa that that won the junior category yesterday, and then I went to a comedy event and there were poets reciting. So. I see the ripple effect that it has had in our society. There are so many young people today who aspire to be professionals and, and, and who to live off poetry. And for me, yeah, those are great, great, great success stories. Okay, thank and you. As, and, and of course, as you know, I'm sorry, and of course, as you know, mm. if people like Kapwenza, who are novelists, also start turning to poets to publish their works, it is because they have seen that we have done something right. Yeah. Uh, I really like the culture of publishing that is growing in Uganda and the culture of reading books. And that's really a great thing that you have done as Kitara Nation to take books, pens, papers to schools and children to experience that what I write can be read by a public and appreciated. That is really yes. wonderful from you guys. It's a great, great uh, achievement, but do you do this alone on your own funds, or do you have any support from the state or somewhere? No, we 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 started off as Kitara Nation. We started off with the, with a grant from Africalia. Africalia is a is an arts is is, is, a, is an arts funding uh, organization from Belgium, and that actually that is how we started. And we we, we managed to. You know, to create all these programs and and, uh, and structures without being a financial burden to the schools. That's why one of the reasons why it was easy for us to start off this work. And but unfortunately, you know, due to COVID, the grant was cut short, and so we also had to cut short our programs. But by that time, we had created enough ripple effect uh, throughout the country, and some of the schools are now funding the programs themselves. And now, even us in Kitara Nation, uh, the books that now we are publishing are selling themselves. So they are being sustained 
by the profits that they make. So, of course, it would be nice for us to get other grants or to find philanthropists who can, who can help us, you know, easen the burden on the students, you know. You know, for, you know that our, pro- our programs, we don't charge students any coin, you know. Mm. We, you know we, we, we avail our resources to them, in fact, you know, to make it easy for them and also allow them to concentrate on the you know, on the arts itself, you know, mm. without having to burden the parents or the schools. And it's one of the reasons that uh, it's been a success. But now the grant is done. But yeah, we, we, are, we are happy. And we hope that we shall be able to pick up, uh, to pick up our work in the future, you know, work with more partners, to make sure that now it is not just a Ugandan thing, but we make it an East African thing. Okay. And then that brings the question, where can someone find your books? No, our, our books can be found on online. Uh, you can go to www.kitaronation.com. Uh, they, can, they, 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 they can buy them online. And then also on, on our social media pages. Uh, if anything that COVID taught us is that, um, you know, because with COVID, when people were seated at home, we, could, we, we distributed books around the world. You know, so someone from Canada, you know, could send us a Facebook message and they give us their address, and we send the books to them by DHL. You know, somebody in Berlin, somebody in South Africa. So yeah, with with with, with the with the with social media and the technology that we have and the fast delivery services that we have today, anyone can access access any of our books by just sending us a Facebook message or by just going to our website and. Yes, and they make a Okay, our dear listeners, I'll put information about how you can find books from Kitara Nation, the published books already, how you can get them on our podcast. You'll find the links there for their website, you find a link for their email, and you find a link on how to reach them on their social media accounts. That is how we shall be able to reach them and get their books. So, uh, Kagai, is there anything yes. else that you would like to share with our listeners that maybe we have not talked about? Um, for me to maybe just to say that uh, you know, talent is the future. Now we need to invest in young people's talents. Uh, and for me, I, when I look back at my story, I always wonder how it could have been if I'd started doing poetry at a younger age. Uh, and so, yeah, let us encourage young people to express themselves. Let us invest more in talents. And yeah. I think one way or the other, you know, the world will be a better place for it. Our dear listeners, I would like to say I cannot continue because of time. But we shall have our next episode as we conclude our conversation with Kagai Ngobi. And I hope to have you in the next episode. For now, I would like to say bye. And thank you for always listening to our wonderful podcast with me otako we not only have voices for a podcast but also faces for youtube don't miss your next episode hear my true story thank you for listening to our podcast music by etrin matovo hosted and produced by otako Subscribe to our podcast for more stories and visit us on our website 
hearmytruestory.com for more stories. All the links are listed in the show notes of this podcast.